Uh, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week in Review podcast on Friday, November 3rd, sponsored by 42, no. 42 Bar and Table. 42 Bar and Table. we got to update that. It's official. On today's edition, we're going to talk about Senator Jim Hendren and the drug court rehab program scandal, the planned execution of Jack Green, and we'll do kind of a, a round robin of some of the big national political stories this week. Okay. Uh, that voice you hear, of course, is Max Brantley, joins me regularly. Uh, so, Senator Jim Hendren has become ensnared in a fairly massive scandal. We talked about it a little bit uh, in past weeks. Lay it out for us. Well, there's at least, first of all, this began with the investigative reporting by the Center for Investigative Reporting, and they published it on their Reveal website. Or is it the Center for Public Integrity? No, it's the Center for Investigative Reporting. Okay. Maybe they're related. I don't know. They have a website called Reveal in which all this stuff has been published. And it was a massive project, and it it required talking to I don't know how many dozens of people. But the long and the short of it is that there are two agencies, one one in Oklahoma and one in Arkansas, that were set up to handle people referred to them from drug courts in Oklahoma and Arkansas. Supposedly they rehabilitate, they work in the rehabilitation of these people. But it turns out what the Center Christian Addicts Relief and Drug and Alcohol Recovery Program do is basically just take money from businesses that use these workers and pay pretty good pay to their executives. Uh, They provide housing and food the housing is minimal. The food is not much. Uh, one lawsuit says bologna sandwiches and expired Little Debbie cakes. Uh, one lawsuit complains of bed bugs in the, in the shelters, and there one of them up in Arkansas, Decatur, Arkansas, is just kind of a Varco building. It ain't a country club. But there are now two federal suits in Oklahoma and one state court suit in Arkansas that say this is a this is basically slavery. This is uh, indentured servitude. Uh, it's peonage. They're, they're, as a condition of staying out of jail, making these people work in chicken processing plants, some other industries in Oklahoma, and significantly hindering plastics up in Decatur, Arkansas, which is was founded by Senator Jim Hendren and his father, Representative Kim Hendren, and is run by Jim Hendren. Uh, all these businesses say, oh, well, we pay nine twenty-five an hour thereabouts to these agencies, and so we're meeting the law. Well, and we, but we don't know what these agencies are doing. Well, what these agencies are doing are not paying these workers. And, uh, you know, you can have a contract to do something, but you can't enforce an illegal contract. And the lawsuits argue that these things are illegal contracts. The details as they come out are pretty awful. Uh, I mean, particularly, I think, an ACLU suit filed in Oklahoma last week, which among several plaintiffs and several defendants included Senator Jim Hendren's plastics business. And again, they talked about the abysmal conditions in which people sentenced to work their work. They're they're kept away from telephones. They have no contact with the outside world. They're made to attend a church every Sunday in Gravette. They work long hours. They get no pay. Uh, They complain of working conditions and being burned by molten plastic. Uh, I think one of the most awful, damning things in the lawsuit is that they say that drug use is rampant 
in these in this center that's operated in Decatur. People are taking meth all the time. I think if I was living the conditions they were in and working the conditions, I might take some meth myself. But it puts to lie the notion that any rehabilitation is underway. They say the only rehabilitation underway by people assigned in Arkansas were AA or NA, Narcotics Anonymous meetings, held by the people and supervised by the people who are sentenced there. I mean, there's nothing like meaningful rehabilitation. This is really just an enormous scandal, particularly because it's apparently gone on for 10 years or so. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad day when the state community correction department of Arkansas says we stopped sending people there because it violated standards that say you can't work people for free. The Arkansas constitution contains a provision that says very clearly that you cannot be made to work without being compensated. Now, I guess they're going to argue that their compensation is not going to prison or something. I'm not sure what. I, it's going to be interesting to see this evolve. One one of the interesting things has been Jim Hendren really, and, you know, he's he's viewed in the Republican realm, as I think I've said before, a straight shooter. I think he's honest in terms of disclosing things at times. And he stopped sending, he stopped taking these workers now. And he said, basically because of the publicity, he just didn't like the hassle. Well, stopping taking the workers isn't going to absolve him from being a defendant in these pending lawsuits. And so he's going to have to talk more about it, like it or not. But he gave an, a TV interview this week that was on 4029, and he said, well, this is kind of heartbreaking that these people may have to go to jail instead of working for free for me in sometimes not so great conditions. And he thinks a terrible disservice has been done to these people who had an alternative to, to prison. Well, it became clear from a really strange interview with the circuit judge Tom Smith in Bentonville who assigns these people that there's kind of a two-fold program. There seems to be some real rehab agencies to which people are sent up there. But then as a last resort, they go to this one where you go work in chicken plants and work for Jim Hendren, which suggests to me sort of a punitive nature to it, which certainly is reflected in the conditions in which they're kept and how they're worked. I, I don't know what it, what has continued to interest me is how little with 4029 being one exception I want to say they did a good long report on it how little the media seems interested in this the Arkansas Democrat Gazette finally did a business page story on the original expose when the second lawsuit was filed they did a two paragraph story and but took pains to include a sentence to say Jim Hendren says he doesn't take these workers anymore, which again does nothing to deal with the allegations in the pending lawsuit. I, I, I Again, Jim Hendren is a favor of the state press because he's amiable, he's informed, he's a legislative leader. As Republicans go, he's not as nutty as some of the nutty ones are out there. He talks to people. He even talked to me early on on this and gave me a statement about this program. And I just think they're reluctant to write about it because it's one of their guys. I can't conclude, well, I can't conclude anything do, else. You don't think that it's something to do with sort of territorial media? Well, that, it wasn't their story, and there's, there, there it is It was a that, huge but, story that but, was but, broken but, but by but national— the story, I mean— what I did this week when the ACLU filed its suit in Oklahoma, I did a very basic thing. I went to the federal court website and I got a copy of the lawsuit and I posted it online. And it includes a great deal of, of 
granular information about conditions at these places, at least as alleged by the plaintiffs, and particularly about operations in Arkansas, not Oklahoma, that I think are relevant. But call, call me crazy. I, I, I don't know. But it was like, oh, another lawsuit, and but never mind, because Jim Henry doesn't employ these guys anymore anyway. Well, yeah, it's a little more than that. Today's media critique. All right, let's move on and talk yeah, about... Yeah, hell you <laughs> Let's move on and talk about our sponsor, 42 Bar and Table. Well, I'm sorry to say I had I had to meet my wife at the airport, and they had a little preview of the of the new nighttime show where they're serving dinner now Thursday through Saturday. You can go there tonight. And there's some there's some pictures on their website and you can you can book online. They're in open table and so you know you can make sure you've got a seat. I, I really love the look of the uh, the deck. I mean there was always a deck there that had some tear but they've kind of they've got fire pits and seating areas and it's a really attractive you know, welcoming kind of spot, and as you know, it sits and looks out on the river and the lighted bridges, which are going to be lit red, white, and blue this weekend, by the way, for the 25th anniversary of Bill Clinton's election as president. But they've got a bar that's open till 11 o'clock at night, and their dinner specials, and they they have an interesting mix at 42, from from burgers to international flavored stuff to some some creative sorts of things. It's a fun place to go, although I have to say, just kind of looking through their specials this week, the thing that stuck out to me was the Frito Chili Pie Cheeseburger. Ah. <laughs> Fritos, chili. Can you, get that, can you get that late night? Sounds like a, a late well, night. Well, I talk about a good late night. I wonder. I, I need to check on that. That's uh, that's an 11 o'clock after a few beers. Maybe that will eat. be something that evolves. It's a late night menu. Because they're planning on staying open a couple hours after the kitchen closes. Yeah, they say the bar's going to be late night, which is which is great. And surely they're going to have something around to eat. I, I need to check that out, too. But anyway, they're still doing their, still doing their Saturday, their lunch every day, Monday through Saturday. But Thursday through Saturday... Uh, I guess 5 p.m. on, there's dinner and there's a bar and all kinds of different seating arrangements. There's a separate entrance now. You don't have to go through security at the library anymore to get in. It's a great deal. Check it out. Can't wait to try it. So there are no obstacles for the state ahead of the planned execution of Jack Green on November 9th, as of today. As of today, we're not done yet. Uh, Asa Hutchinson finally said that he was not going to grant clemency. I mean, I guess he still could. I mean, if further developments occurred. But he said, as the state parole board did, that he felt that he was competent to be executed. Uh, the uh, circuit judge in Jefferson County, Jody Dennis, said the issue had been litigated, the question of who gets to decide competency, and she said, I don't have the authority to, to order any other sort of hearing. It's up to the director of the state correction department to decide competence. She's decided he's competent. Uh, you know, you've got the, the weird situation of Jack Green saying, I am competent and I want to be executed unless you can work out a transfer for me to North Carolina. Though though he's saying that while he well, also appears to be anything but. Well, I mean, I think I'm not a healthcare professional and I'm not going to pronounce on his competency, but he has problems. Uh, he's a guy that goes around with paper towels stuffed in his nostril and ears. He claims there's a trap door in his cell the correction department people slam repeatedly that have caused him brain damage from percussive concussion damage that's made him demented. He says he has dementia, and I, you would think that would perhaps make you incompetent for execution. But uh, He also says his lawyers are in league with the Department of Correction. Right, and he's 
put online today a last will and testament that asks that his head be cut off so that his brain can be examined by an independent medical examiner that proves he has these conditions. He says he has. His other defense lawyers say there's no evidence of neurological damage that's been discovered in various uh, various things. Now, the lawyers will go to the state Supreme Court. There was one previous very similar case in which, without explanation, the Supreme Court stopped the execution of Bruce Ward, who also wanted to have an independent competency hearing, which recent rulings of the U.S. Supreme Court seem to indicate are called for. Uh, there was a lot of furor when the state Supreme Court, without explanation, issued a simple order stopping Bruce Ward's execution. The time is close. Uh, it's one week from today, is it, or is this no? Uh, six days from Thursday, today, November yeah. the 9th. He's scheduled to die. So time is short. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, we think that there's a, a decent chance. I would think there's a chance this execution will be stopped. Yeah, either by the state or U.S. Supreme Court. But, you know. Who knows? The Arkansas Supreme Yeah, and if if the Arkansas Supreme Court doesn't stop it, then there, there will certainly be a last-minute appeal, you know, but with changing personnel at all these courts and other weirdness, just who knows. I The notion I, that... I, I, think, I think the vision of Arkansas... Ex- and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, this this guy's guilty. Nobody disputes that. And he's... And as is the case in most capital murder cases, it's a heinous crime. I mean, it was particularly brutal in the way it was carried out, particularly inexplicable. But I think the image of executing a man that looks like this, that says the things he says, I have no doubt that there are a lot of people, perhaps the majority will say, big deal, frying, juicing, whatever. But I just don't think it presents a particularly attractive picture of Arkansas procedure to do this the wherever no- you stand on the death penalty the notion that the the prison director is in charge of determining whether or not it, it's just nuts. competency should be explored yeah just just as a basic policy matter it just doesn't make any and, sense and, and, if, and if so the, and that is the law and if that is the law then 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 what else do we what other constitutional rights of due process? do we give to the state correction department director or the janitor or whoever? I mean, it's, it just seems, it just flies in the face of, of, of fairness that there's not an independent evaluation of this. Now, if there is one and they say he's competent and, and of course at the time he was tried, perhaps he was competent. And part of the issue here is, is a deteriorating mental condition that, that arises because of the way we hold people on death row in essentially solitary confinement, which has been pretty well proven to have a debilitating effect on people, many, many if not most people's mental condition. Yeah, how long has he been there? More than, I mean, well, he's been convicted for more than 20 years. I can't tell you how much of that time he was spent in the county jail before he was sent finally right. to death row, but but 15 years plus. All right, well, let's talk about a few big uh, political stories this week. Uh, how how worried should we be and how much time should we spend trying to decipher the Republican the initial tax plan from the House? Uh, well, I think it's worth knowing a lot 
to fully understand it, but I just read the Senate's going to introduce its own bill, and there is so much in it that any any sweeping generalities are impossible. Well, some generalities are absolutely possible because there's arithmetic. Most of the dollar benefits will go to very rich people, and it will increase the deficit. Uh, middle class taxpayers will get some benefits, but they will be small. Or possibly offset. And and possibly offset by loss of some very important deductions. Uh, state income tax no longer deductible, no longer a tax break for people who are paying off college student loans. I mean, just there's... there's Big chunk of the mortgage medical, deduction, right? Big chunk of, well, expensive mortgage deductions. Uh above $500,000 mortgages. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> not the middle class. That's not an issue for most people, I don't think. Yeah, when somebody uh, called me that just a little while ago and said, you know, they they want to cut the uh, the only uh, tax credit you get for uh, adopting kids. They're, they're going to cut And that's and, like and, such and a small amount of family money. Family values. But yeah. and, and and somebody has posited the theory and given how mean the Trump administration is, it could be true that this is something that helps same-sex couples adopt. And so what this is really about is punishing same-sex couples. I mean, I have no idea if that's true, but when you think about it, I mean, maybe. maybe. But they're just looking for money wherever they can find it. Maybe. And... But, yeah, no, I mean, they've got to have these offsets, and, and they're going to offset the deductions for medical expenses. Yeah. I mean, just crazy stuff. I mean, if, if people find out about it. And... And they're going to impose this 12.5% tax bracket at the bottom end. They're going to increase the standard deduction and, and a child credit. But some poor people may end up paying. I mean, there may be some tax increases for poor people. From it's There's an awful lot to be known. But just to the bottom line that it's really a bailout for the wealthy and who, who don't need it. I mean, our economy seems to have been growing and people seem to be accumulating great wealth despite our current tax rates, and then increasing the deficit. And these, this is the party that ran about saying the deficit is killing this country. Yeah, well, I think you've, you've already seen some Republicans who have just said, no, I'm not going to do that. They've so, lost 20 in the House already. Uh, and so they're already near their, which is why I think the Senate's going to have their own bill. But and the Democrats are, are, are not happy about it. And I think it's going to be hard to sell this. Is is a I think they're going to have a hard time moving the polls in their direction, and so so there's there's also that. But the deficit, I mean, what about the deficit? Yeah, don't we care anymore about that? Only when it's an it's politically expedient to yeah, care. Only when it's a Democrat deficit, Democratic Party deficit. Yeah. So. Well, that was that was kind of the uh, news that dominated the latter part of the week. Early part of the week, it was all about uh, Mueller indictments and um, Papadopoulos. And yeah, no, the surprise really was, you know, th this has been a leak-free special prosecutor. I mean, word of an indictment got out, but I think that came from Paul Manafort's lawyer. The big news Monday was a plea bargain with a former Trump campaigner who, who lied to the FBI and who has information about Trump campaign contacts with Russia. Not that apparently anybody in the world except people who oppose Trump already care about Russia. Right. But. Yeah. Well, uh, it was still sort of exciting. 
Yeah, no, it's no, it was good. And, and, and there are four sealed indictments that people in the same district court in Washington that number sequentially with the Manafort indictments and the plea bargain. And so people are presuming they also are going to be related to the Trump investigation. And, you know, I'm just hoping one of them is Mike Flynn. Surely. Surely. So by lock, him, Flynn lock him up. Lock, I may go to Washington and chant, lock him up. We'll frog marching. Kush, Kushner, maybe? That'd be, yeah, the son-in-law. That'd yeah. be, there's some there's some dreams we can do about some of these things. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you have? Oh, well, first of all, kind of a did, have you have you caught up with Deuce yet? Uh, yeah, I finished it. Yeah, I thought it was. I liked it. I thought it was okay. I thought it ended with a whimper, though. But I won't spoil it for anybody. It wasn't. It wasn't much of a much of a finale. Well, I've been watching this thing on Netflix. Uh, it's a the, I, I power watched two seasons worth of an Australian series about two women who get caught up in a in a corrupt cop thing full of murders and violence and they kind of do a Thelma and Louise dash across Australia and New Zealand and Thailand to avoid people who are trying to kill them and it's uh it's pretty good I recommend it it's uh, it's, it's what's it, it called it's called wanted okay and it's uh it's about a, a grocery store clerk and a and an accountant with very different personalities and but they kind of they kind of bond as they try and escape being killed by their pursuers it's pretty it's pretty good sounds good uh well i will uh have a quick sort of review and a plug not really an endorsement but i i hopped on some last minute 30 dollar tickets that the oxford american released for their big lucinda williams benefit that was held last night at pulaski tech and i was really glad that i did i'd i'd never seen her before and oh, she man, she played right. the pulaski techs um, she do like charles she did. Yeah, and she talked about it. She did a lot of sort of like behind the oh, songs I kind of stuff. About Lake Charles. Yeah, she uh she talked about how and she has a song about Nacogdoches and she talked about how she was dating a guy and they'd always stop at Lake Charles at the something shop where you could get uh homemade boudin and uh something else. All gumbo cheap. or something. All and they they'd get that and a six pack of Dixie beer and a sleeve of crackers and sit in the car and and then they they just travel between Houston and Lucinda Williams you wrote my life yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she did Lake Charles and she talked about um, she talked about oh why am I blanking out the uh, the songwriter who's from Arkansas that inspired Drunken Angel um, oh. not uh, the woman no uh, Blaze Foley, Blaze Foley, uh, he was most famous in in Austin. She talked about that and and mentioned that there's this movie being made about him that she couldn't remember the guy's name. It's it's Ben Dickey who we've written about a lot. He's a Little Rock native. Um, she talked about uh, Paniola, the song about Frank Stanford's death and the details that she changed. Um, really, only that his mom was Pentecostal instead of Catholic. She said she just liked the way that sounded. Sound that, that it was more Southern. Yeah, she Pentecostal like, sounds more Southern, it's true. Otherwise, pretty much all all was true. But yeah, it was a great show. Uh, it's crazy that Oxford America has been around for 25 years. Congrats to them. And um, 
And you should go check out a show at Pulaski Tech. It's a really nice space. I've been there for a much smaller event, so it's good to see it all filled out. I don't know what the capacity is, several hundred. Finally, my quick plug, I'm, I'm not sure, I haven't seen in advance of this, but I'm excited. Uh, a friend and uh, former uh, Archie, Tony Toast, has a new TV show on USA that I think looks pretty good called mm-hmm. Damn Nation. So you should check it out. I think you, you might like it. Okay. It's it's like a sort of Western, but they're big, like capitalism is bad. <laughs> undercurrents and I'm religion I'm and just not very good at it. Uh, I think it's it seems like it's it's like a old Tommy show that's topical. Oh hey let me let me say that I really like Roy Reed's piece of history in this week's Times about this courageous we got a preacher on the cover. Yeah got a preacher on the cover. He was at the Pulaski Heights Christian Church and was kind of on the right side during the bad old days which and it's just a nice piece of little forgotten piece of history which is good but i want to say Pulaski heights christian church is still in business and i don't get a chance to plug a church very often but it's uh it was one of the first maybe the first church in little rock to affirm a a same-sex marriage and it's been a bastion of the right sort of thinking it seems to me for a long time they're celebrating their 90th anniversary so go to church 10 30 a.m sunday at Pulaski Heights Christmas Church, Christian Church, if you feel like you need to. Not many churches that can say they're on the right side of history for 60 years. I mean, maybe not always, but on some pretty important some, things. And on some pretty tough issues. Yeah, yeah. Pretty tough issues. So, All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. And get to 42 Barn Table. Have a drink uh, and tell them, I, tell them I and Lindsay sent you. Yeah. We'll be back next week. <laughs>